Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pillars of Life podcast, where we explore different techniques and strategies to improve our physical, mental and social health. My name is Harry Evans and in today's episode, I'm going to do something a little different and discuss what are the actual downsides of improving your mental, physical and social health. What are the downsides of embarking on a self-improvement journey? Because you may be surprised that actually, yes, there are some downsides. Many positives, but there are also negatives. What goes up must come down. That's what we're going to discuss in today's episode. I'm going to discuss three to four main negatives that we've identified when you embark on a self-improvement journey and how we can combat this. If you do like the sound of that and want to level up your physical, mental and social health, then stay tuned and consider subscribing for weekly episodes on self-improvement. You can also follow me for daily tips on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at PT. I would recommend following on me there or following me on there because I post daily on X or Twitter, whatever you whatever you call call it these days. And I hope you would find some value out of it because I really do think that I'm trying to add value to improve your physical, mental and social health, not just through these weekly episodes, but on X as well. But for now, let's sit back, enjoy, listen. for this episode and like I said I'm going to discuss today what are the downsides of starting or being on a self-improvement journey. I'm also going to try and flow a bit more because people have said that I sound a bit robotic and I'm like reading a script. I actually don't have a script and um, <laughs> sometimes I wish I did but no I don't have a script but I haven't quite mastered not sounding like R2D2 of a Dalek. So apologies about that, but it's a learning curve and this is what I'm trying to do. So to start, I would say let's start with the definition of what a self-improvement journey is. And to me, I think a self-improvement journey is just trying to better yourself physically, mentally, and or socially. It's picking an area or domain that you want to focus on and then improving it during your actions. And it's doing habits that I discuss on all these episodes. So, for example, it's going to the gym. It's having a regular sleep pattern. It's eating properly. It's journaling. It's meditating. If you want self-improvement habits, then you're in the right place. And that's why I feel like it's a good point to start or to discuss because you must be on a self-improvement journey if you're listening to a podcast about self-improvement and how to better your mental, physical and social health. So well done, (laughs) you're ahead of 99% of people and you really should remember that. But there are some negatives and I asked the question on Twitter and got quite a lot of responses back and so I've grouped some into groups, obviously grouped some into groups, that's that's why they're group, (laughs) but I've bundled them into groups and we're going to go through some today on why there are negatives of being or starting a self-improvement journey and I would also like to say that I am speaking from experience 
because I started my self-improvement journey probably just before or just during COVID maybe, probably during COVID-19, which would have been three years ago now. And I I, <laughs> I got fully addicted. And I was, luckily, I was um, socially, well, what would the word be? I was isolated. We all were. We were in lockdown. So I couldn't go out and interact with the world. But, when you're on your self-improvement journey, you have to be able to connect with other people. And so that's number one, not connecting with other people and isolating yourself. So a lot of people, when they're starting their self-improvement journey, they talk about this idea of monk mode, which is having a set period of time where you just hone in on your physical exercise and your side hustle and your social skills and you do it all in isolation. I think this is a terrible idea. Not connecting with other people just to better yourself maybe has a time and a place for let's say a month but if you're looking to better yourself surely you want to show up in the world better. That's the whole point you're trying to better yourself and for me I tried to promote in this podcast and, you know, in my other forms of social media that social health is just as important as your physical and mental health. So if you're spending all your time on your self-improvement journey, improving your physical and mental health, but then haven't improved your social aspects or social skills at all because you've been isolating yourself, you've been keeping yourself, you know, quote-unquote lone wolf, then I think this is a really negative idea for Pan to have because you're not going to show up well to other people. And the beauty of life is connecting with other people, whether that be in friendship, in romantic relationships, in the workplace. Where we look around us or when we look around us, there's just connections and communications everywhere. It's just you cannot run away from it. It's a part of life. And so I feel that if you are on that self-improvement journey, you need to be able to improve your social skills as well as your physical and mental health. But just do not neglect connecting with those other people while you are working on yourself. Going on to this whole not connecting with other people, but it's being too regimented and I am a hypocrite. Let me say that now. I'm a hypocrite when I say this. I am too fucking regimented. I get in the foulest moods when I plan my week on a Sunday, like I've done another episode on that, so please do check that out if you want to learn how to schedule your life on a Sunday and fit in all your self-improvement activities. But yeah, I plan out my week on a Sunday and it will be fucking jam-packed. Like There's too many things and I should streamline it, but I'm ambitious as well. Um, so I do want to try and achieve a lot of things, as you should. But there's a time and a place. And you also need to factor in sometimes that life will get in the way. And sometimes you will have to go and drop your cat off at the vet. Or you'll have to go and pick your mother up. Or you just sometimes feel really, really shit and under the weather. And you're just not going to be able to do that workout today. Just don't live like a slave. Don't live like a slave to your calendar. And I'm saying this passionately into the mic now because this is me. And if it's you, don't let it be. Don't be a slave to your calendar. 
Yes, work on your goals, set goals, have plans, have actions. That's what I'm doing now. I have plans and actions towards goals that I want to achieve. But if I'm not feeling it that day, and I do push through, like even today, I I work a nine to five. So I was working today and I felt knackered and I was inches away from skipping the gym. But I'd scheduled to go to the gym. And I was umnanaring. Okay, okay, I went and I smashed it. And I feel much better. And now it links in with you've got to do hard things even when you don't want to. Yes, but if I hadn't gone to gym tonight, I would just had to have factored in another gym session during that week. So be flexible is what I'm trying to say. Don't be too rigid. Be flexible. Yes, have your plans and actions set out using time blocking and so on. But don't be too rigid because that's not what life is about. You're not a stiff, a stiff dosher, like Tyson Fury would say, but you're not a statue. You move, you should flow through life. And that's what you want to do. And because that's how you'll get the most enjoyment out of it. And I'm still trying to figure this out. So if you have any tips for me to stop being so rigid, because it does affect relationships in terms of when you're connecting with other people and you're so rigid and you're in a foul mood because you've missed a workout or something or you haven't or you've overcommitted to yourself. Yes, have self-accountability, but don't don't commit too much. And I'm, I'm saying this to myself. I know I am. So what I was trying to say is, if you do have any tips on how you can be a bit more flexible, to me, it's not to overplan, which I do. But so you should, I need to streamline that. And then it's to deal with, okay, if something does have to move, just factor it in later into the week. But if you have any tips on how to be not so rigid, then please do drop me a comment on whatever platform you're listening on or drop me a DM on X at Harry Evans PT, and I would be much, much appreciated. Appreciated, appreciated. I always get them words mixed up. But yes, I would be very grateful if you could shoot me a DM about not being too rigid. But no, don't. In your self-improvement journey, do not be too rigid. Yes, you don't want to be too rigid. But when you do implement changes along your self-improvement journey, when you implement new habits and techniques and strategies and you want to improve your physical mental and social health and you're reading self-help books and listening to podcasts like mine so thank you very much but if you are doing these sort of things you're going to form a new identity if you've always been that person who loves a night out and gets levered every weekend and then absolutely smashes a Domino's pizza Saturday and Sunday and that's your life and then you have a Red Bull Monday morning after a couple of ciggies then that's your identity but then when you make positive change you have to deal with the fact that you're going to have a new identity you're going to have to leave that old person who you know who you might be comfortable with yes something sparked a change but Change is scary at the start, and so whatever part you're on on your self-improvement journey, your identity will change, and it's going to change throughout the journey. I noticed it. Your identity does change, and it's something that you have to deal with. So this is the best step, is being aware that, yes, the person you were when you started this journey, where you are in the middle, where you are three quarters, where you are at the end, there's probably no end, but where you are throughout these different stages are going to change, and be aware of that. Following on from that point is 
when you change, when you change your identity, you might have different friends. You might lose friends along the way. And this is okay. Like, because your friends should build you up around you. They should be supporting you. They should be whatever you want to do for positive change. Then they should be the ones there motivating you, cheering you on, celebrating your successes. If they're not, leave them behind. But some people won't. Some people won't celebrate your successes. So that's why you'll have new friends, potentially. You'll leave some old ones behind. And that can be sad. The new identity change and the new friends, because you're so familiar with it, it can be sad and it can be a potential downside. But to combat this one, it's not a downside because that new identity and maybe that new environment and that new group you're associating yourself with should bring you up a few notches to that person you want to be. So don't see this one as more of a negative Just be aware of it because when you experience it, if you're not aware of it, it may seem like a negative to start with. And I would say they're the main three aspects that I identified on Twitter as downsides to your self-improvement journey. Just being too rigid, getting a new identity, having new friends. These are potential downsides. Becoming too isolated as well. That was the first point that I discussed. So these are potential downsides. But now that you're aware of them, just (laughs) keep in check with it. When you're journaling in the morning, maybe score it 1 to 10. How am I doing checking in with my social health, with my friends? Am I becoming too rigid? Or maybe my identity's changed. Is that okay? So yeah, just check in. And if you are on a self-improvement journey, don't be conflicted or confused that's a positive thing focusing on your physical mental and social health is a bloody great thing to do it's going to make you a better person a better friend a better partner a better father a better mother a better parent anything so being that better person is something we should all aspire to do but just be aware of potential downsides that can sneak in that is all for today's episode Bit of a different one because I don't like like talking negatively. I like giving you habits to implement. But I hope some self-awareness and some identification can help you along with your self-improvement journey. If you have found any value in this episode, if you have listened to this episode and thought that resonates with me, then please do give it a like, a rating, whatever platform you're on. Give it a comment. Share it with a friend, share it on your Instagram story, share it on Twitter. Please do something to grow the podcast because it would mean the world to me and you'll be a legend in my eyes forever. (laughs) So if you do that, shoot me a message on Instagram or Twitter at Harry Evans PT so I can give you a shout out as well. But yeah, that is all for today's episode of the Pillars of Life podcast. Take care and I will catch you next time.